So what you gonna do in our town? Whatever there is to do. Well, there are only two things to do around here. You got a TV? Nope. Well, now you're down to one. Scott, if your life had a face, I would punch it. Yeah. Wait, what? Let me ask you something. Why would always you make the point of saying someone's not a genius? You think I'm especially not a genius? Veronica, why are you pulling my dick? Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of The Greatest Moments in the History of Forever. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And this is episode 29, The Hot Spot. Now, a lot of you listening are probably not super familiar with this one. A little 1990 neo-noir film directed by the one and only Dennis Hopper, uh, (laughs) starring uh, Don Johnson, Virginia Madsen, and Jennifer Conley. Dennis Hopper, not really known for his directorial work right i mean i think he did like easy rider oh yeah that's true (laughs) um yeah i mean you know he dabbled uh yeah it didn't really uh, make a big splash at the box office i think it only made like a little over a million dollars but uh it's actually pretty favorably reviewed has like a pretty good score on rotten tomatoes that kind of thing yeah i'm not Um, really sure what the uh, marketing scheme was for it seemingly there's one particular reason why they could have gotten like quite the uh excitement <laughs> well i remember I, I i read some things with uh dennis hopper accusing uh don johnson and virginia madsen of not really promoting the film <laughs> and not really doing their part <laughs> yeah that's strange um yeah kind of like one of those kind of forgotten classics kind of just under the radar and then it, it might randomly pop up somewhere my first experience with it was just <laughs> catching it on ifc pop up on top 100 nude scenes of the decade <laughs> century yeah uh the one one of the great parts of the hotspot is the nudity really just world-class top-notch stuff tons and it i mean it, it defines gratuitous really a little a bit. lot a lot of the scenes yeah not not all of them but yeah and i was reading like uh, a virginia madsen thing or something and <laughs> for virginia madsen promoting this movie would have just been like Come see me nude in 70% of the scenes I'm in. Well, there's one scene in particular where she was supposed to be completely naked, and I think she, like, argued that she should be wearing, like, a negligee or whatever to leave the audience, you know, to imagine her nude <laughs> rather than to just give it all away right away. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Which she would do often after that scene. Yeah. Um. No beef, yeah, though, no. from her. No. She's a lady. <laughs> What are you implying that Jennifer Connelly isn't because of well, her? Well, I think there's some controversy over. <laughs> I don't even want to address that controversy <laughs> of which you speak. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> kind of follows a similar formula to uh, the typical uh, noir films or even like a Western where you have like the stranger come to town. And kind of just get in the mix yeah. of something crazy or whatever. And Don Johnson plays 
uh, Harry Maddox, and he is a bit of a drifter type. Yeah, which, how long has he been in town when the movie opens? Because it seems like he he just got there. Right, but he just got there, but he works at the car shop right away. Well, he walked onto the lot and sold that car. And then there, okay. Before yeah. he was working there. Okay, and the owner so, sees him out there, and he's like, who is that guy? Yeah. Okay, okay. So he just is pulling into town, and that's how he applies for a Pretty job. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, he seems to be uh, a, t- a world-class salesman, oh, unlike yeah. the jokes that they have working there right. already. And it's his job at the car dealership that re- pretty much lands him in the middle of all the fun that's about to happen throughout the film. Working in the like loan part, I guess, the financing yeah, like the, part, yeah. is a young girl, we'll later find out, is... Just turning 19, uh, fresh-faced Jennifer Conley. Unbelievable. I mean, I, I, I don't even really care about any saying anything else about this movie other than just how unbelievable Jennifer Conley looks in it. Yeah, super cute. Pro- possibly the thickest eyelash or eyebrows on any female in a movie ever. Yeah, I, this is how hot she is. She has like the faintest hint of a unibrow starting to form and it's and it doesn't even matter right it it makes no difference she's still stunning so beautiful that it hurts (laughs) (laughs) it makes me sick to watch this movie because she's so beautiful yeah i know i would have just been buying cars like all the time yeah i would have constantly been applying for auto loans (laughs) yeah i need to refinance So, you know, Harry gets a, his first kind of glimpse at her, decides probably right away that he's going to need to start sniffing around. Yeah, so, um, got to, you know, get a little scheme lined up, figure out what sort of angle he's going to work here. He kind of uh, establishes himself as kind of like a uh, little bit of like a badass in the office at the car dealership. He doesn't seem to want to listen to the boss, even though he kind of just was hired randomly and seemingly could just be told to leave. Right. Any second, yeah, he won't do like the boss's errands and stuff. But again, no background checks. <laughs> Just well, we should say that this is all taking place in in a tiny town in the middle of nowhere in Texas, where it's always super hot. Yeah, one of the uh, <laughs> there's a giant outdoor uh, thermometer thing that temperature reader that constantly is being shown in the background always over 90 hovering close to 100 just hot sweaty not a lot of indoor air conditioning it seems in any place (laughs) yeah (laughs) but one of the first uh everyone's wearing like pants and button-up shirts still though yeah it's it's i mean it's definitely a time and a place where men were men yeah men didn't wear things like shorts or antiperspirant (laughs) well i mean they might have well, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of like... No Crocs, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh my God. You'd be run out of town. <laughs> Tarred and feathered. So one of the uh, first orders of business that Harry initially uh, balks at is going to chase down a uh, deadbeat who hasn't been making his car payments. Yeah, <laughs> which is usually, you know, what a car salesman has to do. But Well, yeah, and that, a, he kind of has a valid point. He's working on commission only. He's not going to get any commission from going to do that. Right. So why would he go do that? So he kind of puts his foot down to his boss, Mr. Harshaw, and like, says no. However, <laughs> smash cut to 
uh, Jennifer Conley playing uh, Gloria Harper. She walks in and volunteers for some reason. You know, at this point, we don't really know what the deal is with her. And she says that she's uh, had some success getting money from this guy uh, named Sutton. I feel like she has success getting money from a lot of guys. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's not really the case, as as we find out. But uh, all of a sudden, Harry has an interest in going out to Sutton's place. I'll drive you. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny, too, because the other guys that work at the dealership, and this happens... Uh, in regards to um, Jennifer Connelly's character and Virginia Madsen later in the film, where Harry will react, you know, kind of how like a normal man would react around these hot, beautiful women. And the other men always just have a confused look on their face. Like they don't understand (laughs) why he's changed his mind or why he's doing what he's doing or, you know, why he's saying what he's saying. And it's like, I mean, is everybody like retarded in this town? (laughs) So they go out there and, you know, a lot of weirdness going on with yes. Jennifer Connelly. We're not really sure what the deal is. Sutton comes out from wherever he was and, and they, have they like talk a, privately right. and seems very suspicious. Harry gets pretty jealous immediately. <laughs> Rightfully so. <laughs> He's like, you're hanging out with this dude? Well, yeah. As they're driving away from Sutton's property, he stops the car and immediately starts to kiss Gloria <laughs> in a legendary move <laughs> who and then he he accuses her he's like that was about as much fun as kissing a dead body or yeah something. which I'm sure he's done plenty of <laughs> actually I think he said kissing like a passed out drunk or something <laughs> okay. yeah which he's definitely oh done. yeah and she kind of just reacts like oddly and it's just a, it's just a weird thing to see in a movie because yeah, I mean nowadays rape I mean, culture. There'd be a blog post on oh Jezebel, Jezebel about this just this scene and how it's <laughs> the worst thing that's ever happened right. in the history of mankind. <laughs> but Gloria seems to just shrug it off like whatever. Yeah, she seems she's very quiet. I think like the way Jennifer Connelly plays it is is pretty good. She's like, look, dude, take me out to dinner first. Well, I just mean yeah. I usually mean, don't kiss somebody in a car in the middle of the afternoon on a business run. We just met run. five seconds ago. Yeah. I don't even remember your name. <laughs> yeah. Who are you? Right. You're like three times as old as me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way she plays the character in general, though, is good. Uh, she's very, like, hesitant and quiet and, like, demure, and you're not really sure what she's thinking or yeah saying. her mind seem else seems elsewhere yeah and i mean a lot of this kind of becomes explained later in the film like why she might be acting so timid all the time but yeah um, although apparently not the reasons aren't very memorable for us <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we'll get we'll, yeah, yeah we're gonna get to that <laughs> I, I mean if this is a film that you happen to be familiar with which i'm sure Almost no one is. <laughs> We're definitely going to get the order of some of these things wrong, and that's fine. But, you know, uh, I, I think, think, yeah, when he gets back from taking uh, Gloria out to Sutton's place, that's whenever uh, he um, goes on his lunch. And that's when he go- he goes out on his lunch, and that's when he sees a fire has broken out in the town. And it just so happens that almost everyone that works at the local bank is a volunteer fireman. Which I said as a joke. Because well, it turns out to be true. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, because he goes into the bank and there's no one there, and I was like, "Oh, where are they?" And you're like, "Oh, they're at the fire." I was like, "Oh yeah, everyone is a volunteer firefighter." And I, you know, growing up around small towns, that is the way it is. Everyone is a volunteer firefighter. It's like, what do you do? Yeah, it. I mean, they don't give you like you know 
definitive uh, population numbers of this little town, which I'm not even sure what the name of it is. But uh, but it just seems like poor management by the bank owner, too. It's like, well, we need to diversify a little bit. We need to get a couple of people that aren't volunteer firefighters. Well, the And are volunteer firefighters just allowed to abandon their jobs at any time? Apparently. Okay. In a place like this. Yeah. Especially since they're probably, they've never had like a bank robbery probably in this town. And it seems very casual, like a lackadaisical kind of town. Right. Everybody's kind of just, you know, doing their thing. Um, and we kind of, we find out because uh, Harry goes into the bank and finds it empty, and except for the bank manager played by uh, Jack Nance, <laughs> who this comes not, out of the this, bathroom holding a Jugs magazine. It does kind of have like a, a David Lynch feel to it a little bit, too. Like a less weird David Lynch movie. Yeah, and kind of the whole, a lot of like David Lynch movies, kind of the whole point is like, you know, what's going on yeah. beneath People the... Secret lives. Yeah, the surface, and... It, this town is not, you know, unlike some of the Lynchian towns we've seen in right. Twin Peaks or Blue Velvet or something. Yeah, uh, Jack Nance comes out of the bathroom holding a Jugs magazine, and then <laughs> he comments to Harry saying, "We had a woman here once, but she quit." <laughs> yeah, as he's holding the Jugs magazine, it's kind of just a funny, right, <laughs> little thing there. Yeah, I wonder if he's also the head of HR. <laughs> So this sparks an idea. She's like, I'd like to make a report on some inappropriate behavior. <laughs> From you? Yeah. <laughs> so this all sparks an idea in uh, Harry's mind. Uh, it We don't know a lot about his background, but he seems like kind of a loser. Uh, yeah, he's good looking and he's gotten by on his good looks, but he doesn't have anything established in life. And he's kind of approaching 40. And, you know, this... It's possible that he's, you know, been involved in some schemes and some things before, but yeah. this seems like his bit. He he's realizing that he needs to make a big score to get something going I for think himself in my life. First uh, impression of this movie, the first time I watched it, I do think I kind of walked away thinking that he was like a con man and this was all part of the plan, or he's been doing stuff like this for a while. But I don't know this. This viewing makes it seem like things come together in a more natural way and he's kind of more portraying yeah. that he's like i see well i do think that he's a con man i d but i don't think he, he's ever attempted anything very big before he's just kind of like a drifter who who, who does like little tiny cons just to get right. by in life yeah. just to you know fuck chicks get money yeah you know just the regular day-to-day -day, but not right. like a big time bank robbery and I think this was just an opportunity that presented itself that he decided to to pounce on. He's got to do the big dirty. Because I think the conversation that he has with his boss at the car dealership, uh, Mr. Harshaw, who kind of like calls him out for being kind of like a an asshole a little bit. Like, you know, you think you're too good for all this stuff. And it's like, you're almost, he's like, what are you, 35, 36? You got nothing, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, God, all too relatable. And he's kind of got like some comebacks for him but i think you know the whole reason that uh, that kind of conversation is included is probably because it's you know hitting close to home for him and he's kind of thinking like what am i doing in this town right. <laughs> like what am i selling cars what now like what yeah. am i you know what is the car owner's name is henshaw harsha harsha yeah mr harsha is just like jc penny is here because of me <laughs> <laughs> so after he returns from his lunch um I, although 
Yeah. So during that part when he's at the bank, basically it's all kind of the spinning in his head now, like yeah, that he, this is something that he can do. He's thinking, all right, I gotta, I, I see an opportunity here, and you know, it doesn't take very long for him to put the rest of the plan together. <laughs> yeah, to put this plan together. Uh, at some point. Uh, Mr. Harshaw is MIA. Goes on vacation. <laughs> yeah, he's gone for various long stretches right. in the film. Uh, you know, he's kind of... Very trusting of his lovely wife. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he um, continues to... F- like, Harry continues his flirtation with Gloria off and on. And at one point, he's going to... He, he takes off his shirt. And he's wearing just like a uh, white tank top and... He's going to start like washing a car right in front of the windows where Gloria is. And then it's at that moment that uh, Virginia Madsen, Mrs. Harshaw, drives up and she, you know, she introduces herself as Miss Harshaw. So we, we understand that she's married to his boss. For those of you only familiar with the latter part of Virginia Madsen's career, you know, via sideways or things right. like that, it's hard to even put into words how sexy she is in this movie yeah i mean obviously a a lot younger i mean shock (laughs) of the (laughs) sench women (laughs) age just like anyone else yeah um but yeah i mean she's sultry she's got a southern twang speaks very slowly and it's all a big production with her yeah i mean even her car is pink and the steering wheel's pink very and she's ostentatious. Got her blonde curls up and very dramatic, you know, clothing and sunglasses and the whole deal. Speaks in a way that's like almost incoherent but sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she asks um Harry for some help. Oh, this is when well, oh, this is when Mr. Harshaw's on lunch. So this is yeah. like right after the fire. Right. So Harry comes over to the house to help her move some stuff, and we well, yeah. know a, a seduction begins. Is this the first? Uh, okay, did she ask him to come over and help the first time she sees him? Yeah. Oh, okay. And so he drives up to her house, and there's a neighbor across yeah. the street with binoculars spying, and it's like a whole thing, and it's a very like cat and mouse game going on inside yeah. the Harshaw house between Harry and Mrs. Harshaw. I don't know if they, I'm sure they say her first name plenty of times. I don't remember. Now, what did it she is. really drive there with the intention of getting someone to come move boxes or whatever? I think she references. She says, "Oh, you must be the new salesman." Right. So she knew there was a new man around that she needed to get a look at yeah (laughs) and uh you know don johnson turned out to be more than you know she could have ever imagined probably she's like holy shit (laughs) (laughs) he had his shirt popped off you know to put on a gun show for jennifer conley then she rolls up and and she's i mean once she gets him over in the house i mean she's making all sorts of gestures and comments that's what i mean no i know but like and then of course you know he's like well i guess i should go for it I mean, I went for with Jennifer Connelly, and she was giving me no signals. But then, yeah, well, they're speaking in code at one point. Um, right before he kisses her, right, he, sh- she says something like, "Did I give you the right directions?" And he says something like, "I could find it in the dark." And she says, "Are you sure?" Which I think is implying a 
<laughs> when he says find it in the dark, you know, he might he might as well be talking about her pussy. <laughs> but also that he is going to come back later when it's dark, right. which he then does. Yes. Because she then acts offended, but yet continues to flirt as she runs up the stairs well, and yep. tells him to leave. And right. It's he, a whole production. He does kiss her or tr- yes. and she flips out. Like, well, she kisses him back at first, and then it's like, she doesn't flip out. She says, "I think you should leave." Yeah, like, but still very like sexy, right? And like acts offended, but clearly not. And it's like it's all <laughs> yeah. you know a big show. And so then um, you just got to know how to play the game. Yeah. So I mean, we might be. I think we're kind of confusing. I think you're probably right. She she does ask him to move boxes the first time, but that's not the time where oh, this all happens right. that's whenever i did think there were two meetings him. yeah yeah she does she like shake she kind of like shakes her ass a little bit as she's walking I up think the stairs the first in front time of him she pulls in i thought she just asked him to like move stuff into the shop or something or she just needs something moved into her car no no, no. he gets in her car and okay. they leave um but i don't think it's at the house and she does kind of start her little sexy stuff in front of him you know clearly sending him a lot of signals like i said she's walking up stairs in front of him kind of wagging her ass a little bit i guess she wasn't the only one affected by those pheromones just pouring out of don johnson (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so then later when her husband goes on a trip a hunting trip that's when she calls the car dealership while she's shaving her legs in a particularly (laughs) hilarious which she does more than once oh yeah right (laughs) And a wax would have been more practical based on how frequently she's shaving those things. Um, that's when he comes over. Well, yeah, and they she go calls the whole thing about finding it in the dark, and then but she calls it. This, that's the thing when she calls him to come over the the house. At that point, she says, "I can you come over? I can't find my husband's hat." Right? Yeah. Or I need you to bring my husband's hat. Yeah, and he brings it. Right. <laughs> right, and then so then he comes back later at night, and that's when they have sex for the first time, and it's kind of a whole dramatic thing where she has a gun and she puts it up to his head. Yeah. Or like under his chin, while then she then unbuttons his fly and starts to blow him. Yeah, for approximately twenty-seven seconds, it's like all right. Well, she was just getting it going. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that can get it going. If that's long enough to get it going, I mean, you're telling me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, you're get, in a you're in a bedroom with Virginia Madsen when she's looking like that. Get it going! Like, I would have been done at <laughs> second seven. <laughs> I would have as soon as I walked into that bedroom. I would have been like, "All right, I turn right around. I'm done." <laughs> I mean, if she pulled that gun out, though, I would have been like, "Out of there!" I don't care. I mean, I don't know. I would have been like, "This chick is nuts. I love it." Yeah, I mean, if they offered me a chance to, like, judge a blowjob competition, though, if someone had a gun there, I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all part of her radical foreplay. Yeah. Um, And almost immediately, she begins kind of grating on his nerves because, I mean, she's very, like... <laughs> This is so <laughs> typical. She's, I mean, as soon as they're done, it's like they're laying in bed and she's saying all this crazy shit in her crazy voice. And, and she's just like, like, I gotta go. Yeah, he's like, this was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> he's been in town for like two days and he's already fucking his boss's wife. And it's just, he's in, he's basically falling for this chick at the car dealership who's kind of like a forbidden fruit. Because, I mean, you know, she's very like young and innocent and he's just a creep. Right. But she's And he's a loser and beautiful. she's so young and full of hope and promise. So, you know, he runs into her at the drugstore and she's reading like a cheesy romance novel and he picks it up from her and he's kind of teasing her about it and reads it 
reads the back cover and says like oh you shouldn't be reading stuff like this even though in a funny way the description of the book he's reading is very similar right to what is actually happening in this story about yes. a drifter coming to town and all this whole thing <laughs> and so stupid i think you know it helps establish her as kind of this naive you know young person that she would be reading this with her giant glasses yeah <laughs> Uh, she's very much still a schoolgirl, even if she's out of high school. You know, um, she's intrigued by this handsome wanderer. Yeah, and he buys her uh, a soda. You know how they used to have the soda fountains. It, this seems like it definitely takes place in 1990 because the magazine rack behind her at the drugstore, you can see a giant magazine talking about like the 1990 automobiles coming out that year or something. So. There's no indication that this isn't taking place in present day when right. the movie was released. Yet it it's the town is so like isolated and small and old fashioned that like it, you know they they're hanging out at the drugstore. Yeah, it has the aesthetic of like the '60s. Or yeah, something. it's very like the soda fountain at the drugstore. Right. It's like you know they probably have like a drive-in movie theater where uh, know, like, cars glass working. Coke bottle dispensing machines. Yes, in 1990, which right. definitely. I, w- I, I was, was alive in nineteen. Yeah, I think I it was dated at that those. point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he, you know, apologizes, says he got the wrong idea about her and Sutton, and they kind of like decide that they're going to start over. Well, what made him realize this? Nothing other than the fact that <laughs> I he need just, another chance. Yeah, yeah, he's like, please, God. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. I was acting a motherfucking fool. But that's the thing. <laughs> he is like so. That's I think that's like the big thing. I mean, of why he's so disinterested after he hooks up with uh, Virginia Madsen is the stuff that she's saying. He's just like, there's no way I'm gonna keep this discreet. Like I am like stuck with this shit now. Yeah, you get the impression. I mean, Mr. Harsha seems kind of like a henpecked man who's in over his head with this kind of wild woman, right? And she is bored and kind of insane yeah and so it's only a matter of time before this all blows up in harry's face right he and he, i think he understands that yeah pretty immediately i don't think he cares much because i don't think he's afraid of mr harsha yeah i do think you can kind of see the uh like start of a building of like what this could potentially ruin for him though i mean let's just put it all out there i mean they kind of have this affair that goes on and off and on like one night she's waiting for him outside of a strip club right in the car dealership that her husband (laughs) owns and she's laying in the back seat of a car that's up on like a i don't even know what that is like a stand that they put cars on sometimes very seductively laying in it yeah and she's got her legs hanging out of it you know and he you know eats her pussy in the back seat (laughs) i mean this is i mean yeah, I'm saying some graphic shit, but I mean, th- this is like some hot love scenes that's borderline <laughs> softcore porno yeah. at times. Yeah. Now, it doesn't go on and on and on. No. It's not like they're 15 minutes long. and But I mean, you know, there's a lot of titty sucking and stuff yeah, like that, that, that clearly I, I on do, camera. I will say, yeah, not a lot. Yeah, I made the comment while we were watching it. I mean, he's just like straight up uh, sucking on her boobs like in a couple of different times. And yet, the first time they have sex... It's not like there's thrusting. It's cut no, out no, completely. Right, yeah. And later on, kind of the same thing happens. So, I mean, it's, but you it's don't weird see... what you see and don't see I in know, the movie. I know, it is. Be... A lot of foreplay. Right. <laughs> I, I just don't have much of a memory of seeing a lot of, like, boob sucking going on in movies. It happens. I've, I mean, it's I, definitely a thing. I, yeah, I mean, I can't say that I've never seen it, but I mean... 
I don't know. In the current climate of movies and television. Well, yeah, you're not going to see a lot of movies. I mean, I think it still could happen, and I think it still does. But, yeah, it's not very common now. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. I think a lot. I mean, now some they're showing like actresses have no nudity written into their contracts. Others have no titty sucking written into their contracts. I mean, they are showing like ass eating on girls, but <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, sometimes on like premium cable, you're gonna get more graphic nudity than most movies now. Yeah, that's true. Especially you know Game of Thrones and whatnot. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so their on and off affair is going on, and seemingly, seemingly Mr. Harshaw is out of the picture for right. forever, and she starts talking. Don about, Johnson is like always into the affair, right up until the part where he comes, and then he's not into it. <laughs> Eventually, Harry and Gloria start spending a lot of time now. Um, he takes her out on what are semi innocent dates, usually to like a lake with a waterfall or something where she swims in a bikini, in which right. she looks unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, he doesn't really touch her much on the dates. It's not, I think, you know, she reveals to him at one point that it's her birthday and that she just turned 19. And she brings out this sad little cake that she made for herself. And Oh, yeah. <laughs> that part is weird. I mean, I, I almost wonder. It's like he kind of backs away a little bit after this, after she reveals that she's 19. For about five seconds. Well, yeah. When she starts to kiss him, he's hesitant at first. And but then, it's like, I wonder if it's even even the age thing or if it's like the whole thing with the cake. I mean, it'd be like a little bit like. No, no, no. I don't think it's the cake. That's that's not supposed to be weird. It's it a, is a, weird. No, it's yeah. I know it is, but it's not supposed to be. It's it's supposed to just be. I like, know. I know it's not really the cake. I'm ultimately trying to sp- <laughs> your heart is supposed to break a little bit for this girl. She's kind of like sad. She's an orphan who lives with a woman that just takes in you know wayward women who don't don't have anywhere to go. And you know later we'll find out that she had a girl that she was very close to. Um who killed herself and you know that whole mess but like she doesn't seem to have any friends or anyone to talk to she doesn't have any family i mean no one was i don't think i don't think it's weird that she sprung that it was her birthday on him i think it was just the implication was if they didn't go out on that date she wouldn't have told anyone yeah because no one there was no one to tell no one cared I don't know how that's possible. Well, you're saying that there were no men between the ages of 17 and 50 in this town? Yeah, no were they kidding. All she went to high eunuchs? school, right? I mean... <laughs> I don't know what was going on in this town. People had to know when her birthday was. I mean, there had to be kids that she... I would have known every fact about oh, her entire life. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> She should have had like 15 birthday cakes. People should have been lining up at that car dealership to give her birthday cake. I would have been making announcements like, I'm going to throw myself off the tallest building in this town in, you know, in commemorating <laughs> in, her birthday. To commemorate your birthday. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Mrs. Harshaw kind of gets wind that uh, Harry's spending a lot of time with Gloria. I think mostly through her husband, who was still Harry's boss and still occasionally in town. Yeah. Um, he stops by the house. And she doesn't like that. No. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh-uh. And that takes her crazy to like a new level. And she starts talking about Harry murdering her husband and if, you know, all this other shit. And we kind of find out eventually that Mrs. Harshaw has some shit to hold over Harry. Now... Well, not till in, later, right? Well, no. In between okay. all of these dates and yeah. 
fuck seshes that Harry right. gets himself involved with, he goes ahead and goes through with his plan to start a fire in a random building, have everyone leave the bank. The method of which... He constructs a timer with some matches. <laughs> yeah. He basically buys li- an alarm clock and matches and somehow is able to start a building <laughs> on fire. He puts them in a shoebox. It's like very, yeah. In with like cotton. Right. <laughs> and as you pointed out, uh, you know, he has access to this building that has a room with just stacks of newspapers. Now, I'm thinking that that was the building that he went to with Mrs. Harshaw to move stuff. Oh, that's possible. And that's why he knew about it. I'm thinking that's But is someone just likely. collecting newspapers? Uh, evidently. I mean, it's like a vault of newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a hoarder living in that building, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. So he start, starts this fire, uh, times everything right, goes to the bank, grabs Jack Nance, ties him up in the bathroom, yeah. robs the bank. A blind guy comes in. Which is irrelevant, I guess. We don't even need to. Uh, get yeah, into I that. mean, I guess it's and you know makes it over to the fire, you know, to make an appearance so that people will say he saw they saw him there because I think he has to know that even irregardless of everything, he'd yeah, be he the seems prime very suspect. Suspicious, yeah, because he's new to town. He's no the one... only new person in town. Right, none of this is nothing like this has happened before. And when he goes over to the fire, uh, some local some... drunk is passed out in there, right? Some Matt Crosby-esque <laughs> man yeah. is hanging from a window screaming for help. <laughs> a better-looking version of me, though. <laughs> so Don Johnson, uh, Harry, he may be a bank robber, and he may be a philanderer, and he may be uh, any number of things, but he doesn't want to be a murderer. So he has the, the, the volunteer fire people willingly wet him down so that he can run inside <laughs> to save this guy. Yeah, he just is like... Usually the fireman would be host. like, no, you can't go in there. Yeah, we have the equipment. We'll go in. You're going to go but- in and just wet clothes? <laughs> <laughs> so he runs in and dramatically saves this man from the burning building. Even though that doesn't even really make sense because it's like walls are like falling down and shit. Well, I think and the- that was supposed to be the hallway that went around the bend to the stairs. Oh, okay. But he just decided to, instead of going to the... Where the start stairs start, he just throws the guy over the side of the <laughs> and stairs. And the guy breaks his neck on the top stair. <laughs> he kills the man on their way out. <laughs> no, he, he saves the man. And when he comes out, Jennifer Conley is standing there. And she definitely looks impressed. Yet, no one really reacts Yeah, to him saving a man's life. Usually, there'd be some like clapping or a like a pat on the back yeah some people would be like yeah you know we're building a statue drink. of you no one seems really to react or care that he Get saved those this firemen guy. in here and it's weird too because it's almost as if the town is treating him as if they know he robbed the bank before he walked over there yeah uh i mean it doesn't take long for him to be fingered as the suspect <laughs> And it doesn't fingered. take much longer for Virginia Madsen to get fingered after that. Yeah, he takes uh, Gloria out on another date, and um, it's heating up. Yeah, she begins to reveal a little bit more about what's going on with her and Sutton because Sutton. Sim- it's hard to like go through this story because characters come in and out of the narrative constantly, and anyone's real motivations for like most of the things they do are really like not that strong. <laughs> no, I think I don't. I disagree with that. Really. But, you think Sutton is like actually following these people around, taking photos from afar? It's his source of income. To later blackmail I don't think he people. has like a real job. Well, yeah, that seems true. 
He's like a character on uh, Shameless. You know, he just has to <laughs> get money any way possible. Right. So I think like he's got he had some anyway. So he pops back in because he wants to trade in a car that he isn't paying for for another car. I mean, it's like this a whole scheme, thing. though does not seem like it would work. I don't understand. This I scheme. don't know. He he's just he's around and he keeps popping up like several times throughout the movie. Don Johnson will be. Uh, Oh yeah, doing something. One time was when he was fucking uh, Mrs. Harshaw in the back of that car at the dealership. Another time was when he was dropping uh, Gloria off at her house, he and he'll just turn around and then screen. yeah, he'll be there. And the one time he takes Gloria away, and Gloria keeps you know insisting, you know, not to Harry that it's fine and that she you know will explain later and blah blah blah. Kind of just trying to get him to relax and go off with Sutton or whatever. And Harry's just like, what the fuck is going on? So then they go out on another date, another swim date. <laughs> yeah. Cause apparently, I mean, that's the greatest thing too. It's like, you don't even have to he spend buy any your dinner. money. Right. <laughs> you're dating, you're dating the hottest 19 year old chick on the planet <laughs> and you don't even have to spend any money. <laughs> yeah. So, she kind of gets upset and starts crying, and she starts talking about, of course, this chick that was her friend. Just ruining the date. Who- <laughs> We're having a nice Saturday afternoon swim. I just <laughs> robbed a bank. Yeah. <laughs> and now she's crying because <laughs> of her stupid friend that killed herself. And so this is all kind of murky. She had a friend who was more like a sister who I took to mean... Both her and this girl were both taken in by this woman that was taking in, you know... Orphans. Orphans, people without anywhere to go, whatever. And they were living there together, and Sutton managed to take some photographs of them nude, swimming Swimming. around a lake and sunbathing. The same lake, yeah. And also, I guess, in their bedroom. And it's kind of unclear if... Gloria and this other girl were lesbians, well, but she, she definitely us, says the other girl well, the had a lesbian affair with her teacher. With right? a teacher, yeah. yes. But the but what Sutton was going to do with the photos was going to imply that Gloria was a lesbian also. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I'm probably getting some of these facts wrong, even about what Gloria's living situation is. It is strange that but those like, two girls are hanging out on that beach completely nude. I mean, I know they're like skinny dipping or whatever, but it's just like... They don't want tan lines. They have no shame about it, though, even. It's like... Well, who would they be? I mean, I they don't, don't think anyone's there. Yeah, but it's still like you got to live with so, like some risk in your life. I don't know. I guess it was pre the age of like everyone taping everything on cell phones. Yeah, I mean, I guess they came there. I, my, I would take away that they just went to this particular place a lot and no one was ever there and they never saw anyone there. And yeah. so they got very comfortable there. And yet Sutton somehow knew about it. And <laughs> Right. I mean, this, yeah, you described this as like gratuitous nudity. I mean, this was like yeah. insane. I mean, Jennifer Conley, completely nude. Uh, the other chick, you definitely see like her butt and like topless. But I mean, like Jennifer Conley is on at one point goes down to like all fours and like from like a an all fours position to like laying down on her stomach and I mean it's insane. It doesn't leave a lot to the imagination. We'll say that. It's from a distance. 
I will say that it's not like it's very up close or anything. You're, but you know, you're, like you're you're kind of seeing it from where Sutton is supposed to be. I guess. I mean, fifty plus inch TVs, uh, Blu-rays, <laughs> high def. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty wild. Um, so anyway, it's revealed to Harry that Sutton's been blackmailing her, and her, his blackmailing led to. The other girl to commit suicide and so of course harry has to be the hero and flips out and oh yeah and goes and beats, beats the shit out of uh sutton for the first time of what will probably be of what is at least two or three times yes um i think it's actually even after the first beating when sutton comes in with his plan about yeah trading it's in the a, car immediately and all the next day shit. yeah and i guess like you know what's unbeknownst to us at the time is which that i will say this I don't know if she's aware that he goes to beat Sutton up, but she definitely all of a sudden like she has like a little change with Harry, you know, like she's being like more flirty with him than she was before. You know that whole Ooh. scene. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, since this is a podcast and not a video cast, <laughs> none of the listeners got to see Matt flirtatiously open his legs like <laughs> Jennifer Conley does at one point in right. the movie. Yeah, I'm just saying, like she has this whole little. I mean, she was very like tight kind of before, and all of a sudden she seems. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Well, that's not what I meant, but you know. Well, unbeknownst to us, there's a puppet master. And even though Sutton seems like the main villain almost the entire time, he's really just a pawn in a game that he doesn't even understand. Yeah. And let's be honest. We had both seen this film a couple (laughs) of times uh, before watching it for the pod. And throughout the movie, we accused Jennifer Conley of being a lying bitch. (laughs) We talked about how she turns evil in this movie. Oh, yeah. We were both 100% sure that that's what happened. I mean, yelling at her the whole time. Like, <laughs> hating on her, even though she's so beautiful Okay, and this isn't even real. Why are you saying this? <laughs> Acting like everything she's saying is a lie. Just leading this poor, unsuspecting soul on. <laughs> and it turns out, I mean, we're spoiling the end. She remains innocent <laughs> the entire film, and we yeah, were 100% wrong about the ending of the movie. Yeah, somehow. that was an interesting reveal at the end. We were uh, we had spun quite the narrative for ourselves. <laughs> Even though we've both seen this movie, we just knew in our hearts that she was evil and all part of this bad scheme to fuck over Don Johnson and... No, <laughs> completely wrong. Yeah, because the last 10 to 15 minutes of the movie, you definitely have to pay close attention. I don't think that it's hard to understand necessarily, but if you miss even like a minute of a certain line of dialogue or a certain clue of one thing or the other, you will get be lost and then confused. Yeah. And yet somehow that still doesn't explain our reactions because even the end of the film is pretty clear cut about what is going on. I don't know. But it's like, how long was Virginia Madsen playing like Sutton? Like, how long were they involved? Did she just come into his life because of Don Johnson or does she have past connections with him? It's that is unclear for sure. I for the sake of the film, it seems that she just used him as a pawn. But who knows? There may have been more to it. She definitely was a bit of a tramp. <laughs> yeah. So who knows who she was fucking in town. But yeah, I mean the cops kind of reference her at one point like <laughs> everybody kind of has a reaction when Mrs. Harshaw's brought up like yeah. oh boy. <laughs> so after this date in which Gloria reveals that she's being blackmailed, 
um, they return back to her house again, and that's when he's arrested. Harry is arrested. They don't really have any hard evidence on him. No. Just circumstantial stuff, yet decide that they're keeping him in jail. Right. There's not a whole lot of due process in this town. No. Uh, he just kind of is in jail. They bring in the blind guy as a witness, which is <laughs> hilarious in and of itself. Yeah, who um, picks him out of a lineup, even. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's stand up in court. I no. don't know. And then he's only released when uh, Mrs. Harshaw calls the police station. Right. Actually, that's not even true. Her husband calls the police yes, station so- to say that his wife saw him at the fire so he couldn't have robbed saw the him at the fire not five minutes after it started when they had already pegged him as not getting there until it had been going for like a good 20 25 minutes right so the cops just hear this alibi second hand and they're like Are, you're free to go it makes sense only when no you written statement needed the fact that they held him overnight basically illegally right. <laughs> i mean only when you yeah. factor in that they didn't really require any evidence to arrest him right. in the first place so, but he's still heavily under suspicion. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure the cops immediately are like, "He must be fucking her." Yeah, probably. They're yeah, they even kind of have like a reaction of like, uh. "Yeah, your girlfriend called." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's back out, but he knows now. Like everything kind of starts closing in around him yeah. because now he goes and meets Mrs. Harshaw out by who's some, got this over his head now too. Yeah. And she wants him to murder her husband. She ha- she drags him out to some weird place that's by like a dirt sawmill. Mounds, and a, yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's like dirt and piles of like sawdust and like a lake. Just but like it's a different getting... body of water than the one that him and Gloria go to. And just she's quick to get nude and, and run, run around through nude the woods, and... <laughs> which just seems like a bad idea. And she she acts I like mean, ticks in you know. <laughs> she acts like. A petulant child, like, when she doesn't get her way, she runs to the top of this, like, structure, Thing. which I'm not really sure what it is. Right. I think it's something, like, to do with a sawmill or something, and jumps off of it, and then walks back up it, and then... Yeah, and which she's referencing that, like, if she was pregnant with his baby, he, she would jump off of this thing to and kill the baby i guess I, yeah she was talking about like some kind of a which he's amused by <laughs> he's finally comes around after this part like he's very pretty dismissive of her through yeah like, because at first like you know they have a nice little skinny dip sesh and then she runs away from that and then she takes him up to this room that she's created on like she laid out a blanket on a towel on a on a giant rock and right. then like there's a watermelon and all these candles and all this other bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to just fuck her. And then and then she starts on my way about, like, <laughs> like usual, you know, her crazy bullshit involving, you know, murdering her husband and all that other stuff. Yeah. And Which, he's like, you know, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, because he is a criminal and I mean, he will beat people up, but he is very clear that uh, murder is not something that he really wants to get into. Well, especially murdering her husband for really no reason. Right. Especially since it would only lead him further down her twisted path of being in, entwined with her. Yeah. And he knows that her alibi is the only thing keeping him out of prison, but it's like, you know, I think he he's not it's I think he's unsure of what she wants. I mean, it, at first it seems that she just wants a dick. 
And then it yeah. starts spiraling into all this other shit. And he's like, whoa. Well, then it's just, I think, like, at a certain point, I mean, she can't take the hit of, like, losing him to this, like, young. Yeah, she's definitely, her big motivation is jealousy. Right. Which is kind of never really directly referenced, oh, except maybe a few times. She she calls Gloria a saccharine little candy ass or something <laughs> at one point. Yeah. Um. But she knows she can't really compete. I think, like, even though... Well, um, A, she's married. <laughs> well, that doesn't... Re- that's not the issue. Right. Despite the fact that Virginia Madsen is, like, unbelievably sexy in this movie, she's still a lot older, and she's married, and... And insane. Well, I mean, that's not something she... I'm talking about what she realizes oh, okay. about herself. Yes. Like, she realizes that Jennifer Conley, Gloria, is beautiful and young and innocent and good 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 hearted and kind and whatever and just like you know she's not going to be able to win out in the end and it is fueling her you know psychosis yeah (laughs) so she's gonna you know give herself a an added benefit in some way it's weird this definitely this whole scene at the sawdust place whatever wherever they are this definitely in like older films would have ended up with him like smacking her or something or doing something to her physically but they didn't really go that route thankfully i mean it would have been uncomfortable (laughs) yeah (laughs) in a scene full of discomfort already (laughs) but i mean you know she she's acting like so wild and out of control that like it had the trope of like older films of like kind of the hysterical woman that like you know the tough man has to like you know take control over where he doesn't really want to take control over her i mean maybe if he was like still into it i mean eventually he does get physical with her at the end of the film but um you know she scares him off with her bullshit and he right. he balks and goes off He's just Leaving like, enough. Her to, yeah, he leaves her to her own devices. So then she decides to basically kill her husband herself because he has a weak heart. He's been warned by doctors. This is like, a you know, something that's been brought up a couple of times. Yeah, she kind of like seduces him in, into bed. like Because <laughs> they have separate bedrooms. Yeah. <laughs> which is <laughs> which like is one of the, yeah, always one of the great parts. But yeah, so she starts, you know, tying him up and stuff. And, and then, he's he's losing it. He's like, yeah. get, he's like going this wild. Is great. He's like, I haven't had sex with my wife since we got married, basically. But uh, then she starts telling him about In how- an incredibly hot scene. <laughs> She starts telling him all about how she's been like getting down with the, you know, new hot stud Don Johnson. And yeah, and it's weird because she calls him Don Johnson in that scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's like, he looks like Don Johnson. <laughs> yeah, this guy has a heart attack. Eventually, dies off screen though. Like we yeah, don't yeah. see it. Which, well, yeah, I guess he had to go to the hospital and then he dies in the hospital or whatever. I guess that's what she says, but who knows? Yeah. So she takes care of it herself, which now she's, you know, got nothing holding her back from her full. Yeah, she takes over ownership. So now she's also Harry's boss. Essentially, yes. And uh, the other chicks. Gloria's boss. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I think for some people, myself included, the first time you watch this film, it's almost hard to even decepher that. Gloria works for the same. I know because they don't. They're in a separate Different building on the other side of like a little parking lot yeah. thing. It's like it's kind of complicated if you don't pay super close attention to what they're saying right. at all times. But the shit with uh, Sutton has started to hit the fan because 
Gloria is still paying him the $500. Uh, is it a month? I don't even yeah. know. $500 a month for the blackmail, even though... Um, Which is weird. She's paying him 500 bucks a month, but then also he's not paying for the car that... Seemingly. So he's getting like double wins here. Yeah, he's really abusing this. Yes. Which, you know, all blackmail situations turn into. Right. And Harry has but how is this- beat the shit out of uh, <laughs> Sutton, but it's gotten him really nowhere because Sutton now has he's like i got shit on you too yeah he's like he basically tells him that he knows he robbed the bank and uh implies that he has like proof right he doesn't yeah and later we'll find out he probably didn't see him rob the bank but was told by mrs harshaw yeah who i guess just assumes that harry actually was the one that robbed the bank See all of the all of like Mrs. Harshaw's weird scheme that she comes up with hinges upon the fact that Harry was the one that actually robbed the bank, which right. he was. Yeah, but there's no way she could have known that for sure. Yeah, I guess it's just like it's so obvious to everyone that that happened. <laughs> and so I would just be like, it was probably the blind guy. He was in there, <laughs> and he's black. <laughs> All the while, Harry has been begging and begging Gloria not to pay Sutton the $500 a month, but she can't seem to help herself, and she's still been making the payments. And so kind of like in a desperation, last stand type thing, uh, Harry heads back out to Sutton's place. Beat some ass again. (laughs) Yeah, uh... And almost immediately, once he gets out of the car, you can hear Just the sound wailing. of fucking going on. <laughs> um, and Harry like opens the door, immediate gunshot. Right. A woman's voice cries out, "My face!" She starts. Ho- she kind of scurries out of bed like pretty quickly. The chick, pretty quickly and pretty nude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you but it's y- dark enough that he can't see who it is. Yeah, the audience can't see who it is. Um, you just see her butt, and then she runs out the back door and drives away. Uh, a fight ensues, eventually. Yeah, cause, well, they, they fight over the gun. Yeah, eventually, uh, Harry just kills Sutton yeah, by shooting riddance. him in the chest. And then he restages the whole scene to look like a suicide which is so questionable because I think he ends up <laughs> yeah. shooting him a second time. Right, in the chest again because most people shoot themselves in the chest twice when killing themselves at their kitchen table with the money that they supposedly stole sitting next to them. Yeah, he leaves... I mean, it screams that this was set up. He leaves all of the cash, the stolen cash from the bank on the kitchen table. Um, before he leaves, he notices a uh, pair of sandals with some decorative fruit or something on them flowers or something straight from the women's section in walmart now these are important and we haven't mentioned them but they were uh, a pair that gloria owned and mrs harshaw also referenced owning a pair when she saw harry admiring gloria's so we know the of at least two <laughs> pairs of these things floating around. <laughs> Harry, though, finds the $500 from Gloria in an envelope and puts it together that Sutton must have forced sex onto her as part of the whole deal. 
Although, I mean, from the sound she was making, it didn't sound too forced. Right. She seemed like she was having a good time. Yeah, and I think this is why we had, like, all of those issues with Jennifer Connelly, because we just refused to pay attention to the end of the film and just assumed that it was her. Yeah. And that it was consensual and that she had been fooling Harry in some sort of a long con. Yeah. Now, what we know is, you know, Harry's been dating her, you know, taking her on these nice little dates to the lake. Sutton is just, like, giving it to her, and she is like, he's like, what? (laughs) And she is receiving it. Right. Well, it turns out, you know, we were completely wrong anyway, (laughs) so it doesn't matter. Right. I thought that was Virginia Madsen's ass as she walked away. (laughs) So, a lot of this you have to, like, kind of put together for yourself, because it all happens very quickly. It seems as if... Harry somehow turns this in to the police. I guess he claims that he was going out there for some reason or another. Uh, yeah, I was going out to Sutton's at one in the morning to collect on that bill that he, on that car that he's not paying for. Well, he, I guess he must concoct some sort of story because he is then granted the reward money offered for any information pertaining to the bank robbery, <laughs> which he himself committed. Right. And the reward money is $25,000, which is insanely high considering yeah, how much he only seemed to grab like a cu- couple of wads of cash yeah. and that was it. <laughs> how much cash does this bank keep on hand at one point, like at any given point? You know, fresh off of his uh, reward money score, he decides that he wants to take Gloria to the Caribbean kind of proposes marriage in a yeah. hurried way. Lock it up. She seems all in. She's got no ties really to yeah, this and town. I mean, I don't think that there's like sharp looking dudes asking her or offering her up, you know, tropical vacations all the time. Well, apparently not. No one even knew it was her birthday. <laughs> so, I don't I doubt she's getting offers like this. Right. But it's at the, it's a, it's at that moment that Mrs. Harshaw calls Gloria with the news that Mr. Harshaw has died. Um, which we as the audience knew earlier, and I think like Harry tells the other salesman, but Gloria doesn't like, know. Who? And yeah, Mrs. Harshaw wants them to come over to the house uh, to, I get, I don't know, to address some issue of what's going to happen with the business. Harry is suspicious and doesn't want any part of it, but right. Gloria doesn't know oh yeah she's anything like, well, about anything he was my bot like well he, she feels guilty because she was going to tell him that he she had been taking the money to pay off sutton for however long she'd been doing oh it. yeah but she, she never to, got around to it she wants to come clean before they start their whole new life yeah so the two of them roll up to the harshaw house and it's a standing at the front door that Harry finally notices that Gloria is wearing the sandals that he found the night before. And so, obviously... <laughs> How many pairs of these do you own? Well, obviously, it wasn't her pair. Right. <laughs> and I think it starts to like click together a little bit what's going on the whole time. They go into the house, and they have kind of like the final scene where Virginia Madsen kind of like lays everything out. She hands uh, Harry a letter explaining that she knows about everything, threatening to expose the bank robbery, the murder of Sutton, and Gloria taking, you know, stealing the money from the company. Yeah, and even in kind of part of her, because it's all becoming clear that she's really just doing this to, like, win, to, to like, yeah. land Harry. So, 
as part of like this whole thing to kind of get him to go along with it too aside from like what she's holding over his head she's also like well we'll let gloria go go and she kind of like gives him the credit for it i guess right like when she's telling gloria she's like harry thought well yeah she gloria is unaware of what's in the letter because harry doesn't read it out loud and we just see words flash on the screen from the letter but then mrs harshaw like comes out and says that harry told her about how gloria was stealing the money thus i guess you know revealing a betrayal to gloria which of course never even happened though right so i'm not sure how enough happened it's unclear how mrs harshaw knew that gloria was stealing the money i don't yeah not, i, don't I know. guess sutton told her oh yeah because that's the underlying thing that's been going on all along is that sutton and mrs harshaw have kind of been working together to blackmail harry and gloria in a way right right and it was Mrs. Harshaw fucking Sutton that night. She has a faint mark on her cheek, which, which I guess was implies from... Implies that the bullet went past her face? Yes. <laughs> it's so it's such a ridiculously small thing on her face that, it, it, that that connection to the woman screaming my face in the dark bedroom or whatever. I mean, it's pretty tenuous but anyway it it all like unravels for harry uh gloria is upset and wants to leave harry Harry offers her a ride home not happening no she's out of there (laughs) yeah that window is closed i mean i saw people online kind of inferring that the affair between harry and mrs harshaw was somehow revealed in this conversation i don't really remember that i don't think that actually happened i saw people i thought that she i i also thought that but I don't, I don't know. I mean, if it is, I would just say maybe it's implied, but like, I I don't know if she ever comes out and says, I don't know. I'm not. (laughs) We've been banging on this weird bed in a sawmill, (laughs) (laughs) but whatever the case is, it's enough for Gloria to be. I'm out. Yeah. And everything is a little heartbroken. Everything that Harry wanted is now gone. And now, as this scene's going on, slowly dawning on us, wait, so when does, like, Gloria completely backstab Harry? Oh, yeah, it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Gloria, a you know, Jennifer Connelly, just a sweet, innocent, right. precious baby <laughs> angel the whole time. We're just and we... trashing through the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> just so ready and willing to hate her for no it reason. It's just, like, such a slow kind of us coming to realize well maybe that doesn't happen uh, <laughs> all right well that is an interesting bin yeah i don't know i mean what can you say i mean right that's the thing it is like and this honestly like harry has been kind of like trapped into this and he's letting gloria go letting like you know he's losing gloria but he's just like i don't know he kind of seems to spin on it a little bit too he's like well, this chick's, like, just crazy enough. She's, like, right up my alley. Well, yeah, basically he's, like, trapped now to do whatever Mrs. Harshaw wants because she has all of this shit over Leverage. his head. And at first he flips out and begins to strangle her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's basically choking her out to the point of her nearly going unconscious and then yeah. realizes he can't go through with it. 
she, of course, you know, not really offended by this. In fact, seems yeah, she you know, pretty turned on by it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she doesn't really have like the Kelly Lynch from Roadhouse or Carrie Mulligan from Drive like reaction to her man's violence. She no, is no, no, like, no. <laughs> she's just soaking wet. <laughs> And like, and especially whenever you know it becomes clear that Harry is just gonna have to go for it, and se- seems kind of okay with that. Yeah, uh, and into it, I would say by the end, I th- I feel like yeah, kind of yeah. He does I, it doesn't he doesn't kind of put off that like vibe of like ah uh, this even like the way he acts towards her earlier in the movie where he's just kind of like very like dismiss like get away from me. I, I don't know. By the end, he's like, all right, let's go on a road trip. Yeah, well, you could say, what else is he going to do? Though? Yeah, that's He true. has to embrace you it because well he knows he it. can't kill her because yeah. he already tried and couldn't do it. And <laughs> I don't know. The I only think other it choice is like is that, uh, like we talked about, that Vince Vaughn, Isla Fisher, Wedding Crashers theory, where yeah. it's just like, this chick is crazy, get her away from me, but then it's just like, you get a little addicted to it. Yeah, I mean, deep down, you know, it's flattering for any man. I think to have a beautiful woman go to these kind of insane lengths. Oh yeah. To win out in the <laughs> end. I mean, you can't deny that. Now this film was based off of a book that I believe came out in like, I don't know, the fifties or something called Hell Hath No Fury. <laughs> which <laughs> Accurate. Yeah, pretty <laughs> I mean it's just you know, it's a recurring theme on the podcast. It's like just don't get involved with chicks <laughs> ever. <laughs> It's such a horrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good ever comes from Although it. Although, <laughs> if you get involved with Gloria. <laughs> but here's the thing. All right, so I they, mean, they the go down though. to the Caribbean. They get married. They finally have sex for the first time. It's a little awkward because she doesn't seem like she's had a lot of experience with men somehow. Right. <laughs> which is just baffling. Uh. And, you know, he coaches her up for a while, <laughs> and it gets better in bed. But eventually, he probably just gets bored. He's already had a taste of women like Mrs. Harshaw. Probably yeah. cuz I mean his character seems like he's now been he's involved settle in shady for, situations. Yeah, just he has to just settle for missionary on a regular basis now. Well, you know, just not even just a sexual thing. I don't think just that like Gloria's in down for like any choking or <laughs> foul play. Foul play. No, I don't even know if it's a sexual thing. I just think that her day-to-day life uh, just the way that she is. The, She's making herself cakes. This, <laughs> the situations, like that kind of uh, docile, domes- you know, docile domestic lifestyle is just not going to do it right. for a man like Harry no. anymore. He, I mean, he needs to always be involved in some kind of scheme or craziness or passionate arguments and fights and smacking each other and whatever you know i mean just insanity right like once you're once you get a little a little of that in your blood i mean it's tough to shake yeah and plus i do feel like eventually god knows i can relate (laughs) (laughs) and i do feel like i i mean i do think that gloria is eventually going to reveal that she's a full-on lesbian (laughs) 
I, no, I don't. Yeah, okay. I don't, that, I don't know. That backstory is like a little weird. I think it was. I don't think that. I don't think she ever had sex with that other girl. I think it was. Dude, all... I do, and I think that the story that she was telling, she's actually the girl, and that other one was the teacher. I think it was all okay. Well, that's that's an interesting. It's theory. definitely a theory. I'll hit up the IMDb threads and see what people think. Yeah, the IMDb threads are just one thread will be like, "This is an underrated great movie," and then the next thread will be, "This movie is." terrible this is trash yeah like <laughs> this is softcore porn it's kind of like the uh, comments for our podcast feed <laughs> yeah so uh that is the hot spot if you haven't seen it you should check it out it's fun it's a long movie but it's fun it's a fun watch i mean god forbid you know uh, some movies have some hot nudity you know what i mean yeah like what's wrong with that? I mean, we nothing. See, not not that we see uh, Don Johnson's dick, but I mean, we see his butt like a few times. It's not like it's but just females. I'd be down. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's just like people want to see attractive people without their clothes. It's not the end of the world. I mean, we don't have no. to act like everything's you know a sexist, yeah, rape culture event. Right. We're certainly not going to act like it on this podcast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, follow the show on Twitter, at GreatestPod. Tell your friends about it. Send them a link or something. Subscribe via iTunes. Rate and review. Keep checking in for more shit. Still got a lot of big stuff planned on the horizon. Coming soon, even. Hopefully. Maybe. I mean, we've been having these fucking technical difficulties. Hopefully, we can get this episode out in one piece. It's been a, you know, just a non-stop trial just to get through this thing. A lot of fights. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that'll uh, that'll do it unless you got anything else. Nope. <laughs> I didn't think you did. All right. Until next time. <laughs>